morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Y2K! Y2K! Oh no! Think of like the dumbest cave troll that you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. Have you figured me out? Okay. Awesome. Welcome, everybody, to the Bandit Radio Hour. I'm Merce, not sleeping that. That's insane. <laughs> Merce gave me the finger, so I'm allowed to start talking. Uh, but uh, everybody, hey, welcome on YouTube, Rumble, all that jazz, RSS. Uh, we're sitting here spitting some facts. Not actually any of that at all. We're, we're talking nonsense tonight. Know uh, this, when we normally do the show, we just like kind of have an outline, like a, not a script by any stretch of the imagination. We kind of just let the world make it for us. Yeah, we just like, hey, remember we should like talk about these three or four things, maybe five or six. We didn't even do that tonight because we're that's just off the cuff. Uh, but anyways, well, what the hell are you doing now that you're done with melons? I'm not done with melons. We're done actually putting them in the ground, but I'm uh, still staying and helping running a tractor to get caught up because they... Like almost anybody these days cannot find help no, or employees. In, in agriculture, it's... Man, if you can find a good person that wants to do it, it's worth putting in the time to train them. But when you put in the time to train someone who's not worth it, it makes you want to lose your damn mind. The, the hardest part is it's somebody that's worth a damn usually isn't just free twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. They already have a job. Yeah, so now me. if somebody's free... You wonder why. Yeah. And like, like in your case, you're a, a lazy asshole that never works at all. Yeah, uh, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, everybody's like personal do boy. Yeah. You are. It's like, <laughs> everybody's like, Oh, this is Mercer's off season. Hey, can you help us work cows? Hey, can you help us play a melon? It's like, I'm going to law school. Please, <laughs> please leave me alone. Yeah. No, I, I fly all summer long to have like the winters off. And it's like, Hey, I know who's not doing anything right now. And I have no like good reason to not do it. Like, yeah. Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Why? Because <laughs> I can't be like, oh, I have to work. It's yeah. no, it's a Tuesday. I mm-hmm. can just be like, like eating a sandwich at noon at home, watching TV. But, leave, leave me alone. <laughs> or working for free around your place. I'd rather just be eating a sandwich. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, uh, I got done with, like service and track. Oh, I've been putting out hay and mineral. Which I mean, you know what that is, but all you fine folks at home, it's grab. It's like. 50 pound bags of sand that you load up a truck with and go around to different cows and different pastures. And it's not actual truck. sand, but it looks like sand. Like I'm trying, cause you when someone says mineral, if you don't know what they're talking about, that can mean like a big rock. They, like, they crave the mineral. They do. They, they like it. What is there an innuendo? I'm not, no, good. there's a meat. You don't remember all the memes that went like super popular with the goats that like, Oh, Nope. Oh, it was a, there was a thing with goats, and it'd be like they crave the mineral, and it's because like they'd be like scaling a massive cliff face just to be able to lick the salt deposits off the side. Okay, I and understand. Just, and so then it was like any times that somebody like really wanted something or something with it, yeah, it'd be like great job conveying a meme. Yeah, audibly, I I could see that. No, I missed that meme phenomenon. So anytime yeah. there's like a weird face with goat or goat doing something, it's like what like just everybody's comments would be they crave the mineral. Maybe I'm not so much. Uh, hello, fellow internet troll like I thought I was. Uh, I just tried to do a meme audibly. I couldn't do it as good as you. But anyways, yeah, I got... Uh, <clears throat> I've been screwed up on waking up because I'm such a uh, wonderful, awesome host of this fine radio hour. I put my damn phone on silent every 
like time we do this in case someone calls or if the house on fire, I can be like that's secondary first <laughs> to recording stuff. Uh, I'll but, sift through the ashes after the show. After the show, <laughs> Mercer's stuff didn't burn down. We can still do the show. I will record me crying or whatever. We'll get us advertisers. Well, it'll work. Um, but no. So I like the past week. Well, I turn it up after I leave here because I'm like I want to hear my phone going off. But like, so if I just hold the button to turn it down, it turns everything down. If I just hold the button to turn it up, it just turns the ringer up. And then like later on, I'll be watching YouTube or something like that. I'm like, oh, I want to hear this. So, oh, it didn't turn up. I'll turn that up. But my alarm never gets turned up unless I manual analog, go in there and do it myself. And uh, that. It's always like Thursday or Friday. I go, I'll correct the error. And yeah, <laughs> then it's time to record again. And you put it right back on the, pr- pretty much. And yeah, this is a bonus episode. Uh, so we're, like I said earlier, we're shooting from the hip tonight. Um, two things we got to get on. We're staying away from current events, but uh, one, Cause I think that's pretty hardcore. The news right now, everything's yeah. screwed. It's fun. It is what it is. Fun analogy and story hour from the bandit. Uh, but like two corrections to the last episode, uh, we got our, uh, internal fact checker, uh, extraordinaire, the bandit was re-listening to his shit. And I said, Hey, you know, that was like that really cool thing I said about, uh, Soviet helicopters getting taken out by Afghani, uh, catapults, man, that I'd like to see where I got that from. And I want y'all to know while I was on a tractor, I Googled that for like 20 minutes. And I realized, oh, I must have just pulled the story out of my ass. Or I've heard, I heard something similar. Or maybe I saw a Simpsons part where they hit a helicopter with a catapult and just went, yeah, the, probably the Afghanis did that to the Soviets. I don't know, but that, as far as I can Patent tell. Patent pending, Hollywood. That never happened as far as I can research. So uh, that's, a, that's a good old my bad. Uh, what the hell was the other one? There was something else I wanted to elaborate on. Um, a little bit of everything. I think we we're just going to go down the line and just basically wing it and see how well this went. Well, yeah, that, but, but one of the things I wanted to self-correct, I, well, there's, I want to put this big asterisk on a lot of like the stories we re- report on stuff. We should on shit. We see on our phone and go, Hey, what about this? Um, a lot of them are like developing as we do them. And I can like kind of shoot from the hip and guess to where they're going. And if you like, kind of, some of our record lately has been pretty good. But just I don't know. There's times I'm re-listening to it like the narcissist that I am, and I'm like, uh, wonder. I wonder if that's going to end up the way I said it. But we'll we'll keep track somehow. We'll see how that goes. Um, but dude, besides waking up late, I just got done with a six-hour drive to Fort Lauderdale and back after working all day. How how is the lovely East Coast? All right, small fib, didn't quite make it to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, my daughter's, mar- my baby's mama was nice enough to meet me like off of the interstate and she actually saves me. So like Florida has th- three main north and south byways through it. There's 95, which is Interstate 95. There's 75, Interstate 75. And then there's in the middle, there's 27. That's not an interstate, but it's just kind of a big highway. Um And that's my main artery. I go down to meet her mom in South Florida. Uh, But her mom's nice enough to meet me like just outside of the city. Cause when I go into traffic, you know, I'm a pretty easygoing person. Doesn't take a lot to upset me. You put me in that environment of like lockdown traffic, dude, I start getting itchy. I start getting, I guess like 
That's me around most large groups of people. Yeah, like my hair stands up on the back of my head. Like I get the thought of like, if I had to do this every day, like a lot of... I'm not saying violence is okay, but I see why the city is really yeah, It really makes more sense. I'm like, dude, you're stuck around this many people. No wonder you're black-pilled, like, freaking out. Have you ever had, have you ever had to ride a city bus? Uh, not an actual full city. I mean, I did when I went to UF. They had the UF buses. Buzz like college bus. Yeah, but it, yeah. I mean, it still takes you around the city, but it right. wasn't like an actual... Like, it's in a college town. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like a Chicago no. bus. And West Palm... Uh, place I was staying and I did not have access to my truck for like six weeks and I had to take the city bus and dude you want to talk about losing faith in humanity pretty rapidly and like it wasn't you know it wasn't even the crazy stuff you see on like YouTube shorts of where it's like people with their privates out or pissing in the corner or drunk people doing crazy shit just the average person that rides the bus it's it's like you're looking at one of them old Soviet films of all the people in the gulag that are just kind of sitting there lifeless, just kind of staring at the wall. And these people are much fatter than those poor gulag people. But it's like the same look of blank, just like, this has been my life for 50 years, is catching this bus and riding with these people. That sounds so depressing. And a, la- a fat lady sitting in the front with a pad and pen. And like when I sat down, I remember her going, Sir, excuse me, what has been your experience riding this bus line? And me, Huckleberry Finn, straight from the farm, was like, I, I don't know, I think it's pretty nice. I just got to pay like this little bit of money and I get like to ride, you know, get to ride around town. She goes, well, let me tell you the complaints that everybody has had. And she just starts... By the way, I haven't even said, like, hello to this woman or anything. She's just listing off all the complaints. I finally go, like... She's like a Shutter Island person, I, I, and she well, thinks I, she's a reporter with a daily press. My my dumbass gets the impression of, like, oh, maybe, like, she works for the bus company, and she's doing, like, a survey or something. And I go, I just ask her, I'm like, do you work for the bus... And the guy, the black guy driving goes, no, the hell she does not. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, huh? and she, this is just some crazy lady just... Taking people's opinions of the bus, and I'm like, ah, and the, don't get me wrong, there were some, like, actually, like, all right, in the middle of all that darkness, like, when you meet, like, someone from a different walk of life that, like, you just click with, it's like a ray of sunshine and hope, there was this, uh, there was this, like, Mexican guy that was one of our roommates, and yeah, no, I think technically he's, like, Guatemalan, like, grew up some kind of Spanish. <laughs> Some kind of cholo Spanish. He was like a typical cholo dude. And whereas like so many people while I was around, I don't know, like you it was either like the movie caricature of rich white kids, like with like complete with sweaters around their neck, or like white junkies, or cholos, or there was what? no middle ground. Everything the, was like ex- extremes. Everything was extremes. And when you ran across some good people, it was nice. But like, dude, when I, how much people cared about their Jordans, like blew my mind. White people caring about their I saw their an Jordan. article. You can rent them now for like by the day. Like there's a part of me that gets like, if you grew up poor and like you want to take care of like your nicest shoes, it'd almost be like, I don't know, like maybe my nicest cowboy boots or something like that. It's like, I'm only going to wear these on very special occasions. I always like, say I, that and that never happens. Yeah. You, I all, destroy them. you wear them to a wedding and drink some beer and just start kicking stuff. It just, or it's something freak happens and you got to go build some fence and mm-hmm. you, it's just, it's always, 
I got one one pair. I call them my Dwight Yoakums, and they 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 stay. Put. What happened to the the one the one wood sole Perry? That's the oh no the Farinis. <laughs> oh dude, <laughs> I love those boots. It was they looked so gay. Love them so much you never took them off. <laughs> never took them off. Uh, they were like uh, they had wooden soles on them, and I thought that was so cool. And I was, I was so proud of myself. Like I've been to the state cattlemen's convention like three times in my life, which is. Uh, depending it's a on glorified how glorified party, it's a glorified party, and there's there's some great people that go to cattle conventions, and there's some dumbass cowboys that go to cattlemen's conventions. Some of them are like multimillionaire dumbass cowboys, and some of them are multimillionaire awesome people, and everything. It's a lot of it's like the the ranchers. It's like their one vacation a year. They're all yep. looking forward to it, so it's like, yeah, I got to go like three meetings, but the rest of the time I'm gonna be hammered beside the pool. Yeah. But uh, I go there, you know, it's everyone's got their Stetson cowboy hat on and they're freshly starched. Uh, not a not a suit because that would be too much, but it's like the suit pants with the nice button up polo tucked in. Uh, and uh, I, I go and I sit down like, you know, like there's like circular tables where like probably six people can sit at a table and they're building another table here, another table there. So where mine is, we got to turn around and look at the speaker and I turn around to look at them. And the guy sitting right in front of me, uh, who's in a suit, big old corn-fed boy sitting forward, I look down. He's wearing a pair of Farinis. I look down, I'm like, man, I've got the same boots. And I just lean by, I wait for the speaker to stop, and I just lean forward and just go, those are some nice boots you're wearing. <laughs> Dude. Initially, he probably didn't. <laughs> Dude, I saw this, I saw all the tension in this corn-fed guy go like, what queer bait behind me just hit on me and like I, I see him like tense up and go to stay and I just put out my jeans and pull up my boots and I start pointing them like eh, eh nice <laughs> boots right ha 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 that was funny and he looks at me and goes nice boots alright ha ha yeah man that's you came furries. so close to death I'm like I'm about to get my ass kicked by every cowboy in this room they're about to go Charlie Daniels on me on highway uneasy rider on 88 like it's bam it's bad uh, but no, that was funny. That, that was. Is that the pair you had to take the knife to? No, those were Tony Llamas. That made me feel bad. Oh, okay, I thought it was the same dude, pair. Dude, that uh, it was a good pair. Of, good pair of boots. I same exactly what you said. It was one of those pair. I, my first pair of Tony Llamas. For those of you who don't know, that's pretty high quality. Worth my new it. Tony Llamas. My new Tony Llamas, and so like, pretty. Long story short, most expensive boot I had at the time. Went to kick them off after I'd worked in them a couple of days. And the insole came out and, like, wedged my ankle in it. Like, in such a way, it was like a Chinese finger trap, but on my foot. Like, if I put my foot down, it was fine. Like, no problem. But anytime I tried taking it out at any angle, the inner layer would come undone and, like, choke my ankle. So losing my shit like a dog caught in a bear trap for like two to two hours way too long i'm trying to fight this and like my ankle hurts my arms i'm tired from like physically wrestling myself for two hours and i just took out a pocket knife and just cut right down the side of them and got my foot out and i was like i I was closer to cutting my ankle off. Should i just completely cut off like the whole raised part made some like sweet loafers who was it? I saw my Aunt Betty the other day, and I was like, man, that's a cool pair of boots. You got a zipper going down the side of them. She's like my great aunt. She's like almost 90, still kicking and rolling around stuff. And uh, she was, oh, hell, got them at Goodwill. They're my new favorite pair. And I'm like, hell yeah, Aunt Betty from Georgia. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, boots are nice. Um, 
Hey, one thing I was thinking about on the way here, and I, I had a talk with my uh, oldest brother, the Hulk, Pocket Hulk, uh, Matt. <laughs> I like that, Pocket Hulk. Pocket Hulk. He's, <laughs> I'm tall. I'm the tallest out of the brothers, but I don't say that too loudly around them. Uh, but no, uh, here's my question. What's the best fight? We talked about fights a couple of podcasts ago. I'm going to dip my toes back in that water. What's the best fight that you've seen with family or siblings? No names have to really get named. Unless you really want to, then go right ahead. I haven't really seen... Like I said, the one I mentioned was about my brother-in-law. Fight my brother-in-law yeah, got yeah. in. Um, and like me and my like siblings, my sister. By the way, hang on, time out. If you go back and listen to that, him tell that story, what, like three episodes ago or something? Yeah, like I don't that? know the one off the top of my head. You have two brother in laws. Yeah. I totally, while you're telling it, picturing your other brother in law. Oh, and no. I'm like, I'm like, when was he at a party that I was at? <laughs> when was it? was like, then you bring up, it's the one I wasn't thinking of. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, that makes sense. So, sorry. Go back and listen, and I sound retardedly confused. That's why. But, um, no. So, have you seen any good ones with family? No, I like I've heard some stories, but I think I was like still too young to ever remember happened. Like when would have been like my dad and Rhett, like his brothers would have been like younger ages and like had parties and stuff. I've heard like my older cousins talk about things that have happened, but I don't remember. I grew up with sisters, so there's not really like. You don't just get in like a Dude, knock. you can beat the shit out of them. You I got, know, right? But I couldn't. So you got like upper a body strength. Sword, like, you got denser bones, more muscle thing mass. The sisters is like, or a man, like the middle sister, she would like do her best, like egg me on to make me angry. Oh, that's the And worst. my mom would always be like, oh, you're just going to make him mad. And then what are you going to do? And then she would just scream and go running. And I like, I would catch her and there's like nothing I could do. So I would just like. Shake her? Yeah, or like throw her into the, like throw okay. her into the couch or the furniture or something. That's nice of you. What, what am I going to do? I can't just like just go, you know, Slugger. Chris Brown, <laughs> roundhouse kick her, throw her through a door. <laughs> That'd be some cool shit, dude. So there's like a lot of like wrestling stuff, you know, stuff like that when we were younger, but not really any just, you know. Well, I think what the fight episode, I talked about my uh, two Herculean brothers fighting each other. At least to me, I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of people out there that can whoop their ass. They. They whipped my ass. That would be a, a, I would, I would pay to watch that fight. Yeah. Uh, did I ever talk about me fighting them? It seems like a bad idea, but no. Yeah. Oh, my whole life's full of bad ideas. <laughs> so like, all right. I'm, Welcome to the band radio. Hour. <laughs> yes. Yeah, cheers, everybody. Uh, so, all right. So this is fight number one. I'm, I guess I'm going to go in chronological order. This is with the oldest, the Hulk. And uh, by the way, both of these fights I'm asking for it pretty hard. Well, I'll let y'all be the judge of it. See who the uh, the one who initiated force and had the who the culprit was. So, this is back when I'm like 11 years old. My oldest brother Matt is uh, six years older than me, so he's 17 at the time. And uh, this was before he quit his very hard partying. We ain't gotta get into too many details on that, but hard partier. And it's the next morning. After he partied very hard, and he is, like, sleeping, and I, I don't think, I think I had a TV in my room, but all I had was, like, basic channels, and the TV, like, in the family room had, like, cable. Had not direct TV, not so actually you had, like, UPN 44. I had UPN 44, <laughs> but in, like, the big room, we had, here's the weird thing, it wasn't direct TV or dish or anything like that. It was, like, a blue screen 
with bright, bold, white letters that would be like Galaxy 8 Network. And you... And we had a giant satellite dish in our backyard. We had one. And you and, had, and the dish moved. Yeah, if you went on these different... So, like, Galaxy 8 would be, like, a group of channels. Like yeah, 20 yeah, different like channels. A and then, like, a number. Yeah, then A-9 would be another group of 20 channels. Like, yeah. maybe that first one had... But each one of those chunks, if you went to a different chunk of channels and you went outside and looked at your satellite dish, you could watch this 15-yard wide satellite dish move in your backyard. Yeah, that's that's what we yeah. had. Yeah, so I, my brother Matt had crashed staying up all night uh, right there on the couch where it was. And I think, I can't remember precisely how it started, but I think it was me wanting to watch cartoons because I'd woken up early on a Saturday morning. And like he kind of wakes up and is like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to sleep, turn that down. Or something like that. And I go, ah, I'm going to keep watching what I want to. And like, he's like, hey, I tried being nice about this. I'm your older brother. Turn it down. I think like he came and like grabbed the remote and turned it down. I don't even, looking back, I don't even think he turned it down where I couldn't hear it. I was just kind of feeling pissy at 11 years old. And he turned it down and he took the remote and put it like underneath his pillow. Didn't have your second bowl of sugar smacks. <laughs> I was pissy. And I said, all right, I'm going to make the smartest decision I've ever made in my life. I'm going to run and jump on his belly <laughs> like a moron, like an idiot. He's literally jumping on a bear. Pretty much. I still to this day don't know what possessed me, but I ran full out Kamehameha, like double heel dropped on his like stomach. And he's now waking up out of a hangover fully to me, Kamehameha in his stomach. And he like gets up and he's like, oh, I'm gonna. I'm genuinely angry. At, at Dude, oh, I was like, like there's a few like there's times I woke up from hangovers and I, yeah, there's times they were mean. There are times I was a shithead. And <laughs> dude, I uh, I do it and it's like as soon as I do it, the rush of fear that runs through me of like, you, why you, did I do this? Like a suicide jumper, the second you leave the ledge, and, you regret it. Absolutely. And I was like, and dude, I remember all of my instincts kicking on and it was like, get away from him as quickly as possible. And I go and I run out our front door and they were putting in like an irrigation system for, uh, for our lawn or something or for, for our, my mom's garden. And there was a long PVC pipe laying across the ground. Now, I cannot stress this enough. I called my brother before I did this podcast. Like, I just want to make sure I remember all this correctly. And I'm not imagining any of this from like 11 years old. Because it sounds a little fantastical. He assured me the story I gave him was straight. So saying that, after jumping on his stomach and running out the front door, I see laying on the ground what I later would think would be a three-quarter inch PVC pipe that's about eight foot, maybe seven foot long. Maybe shorter than that. I don't know. Enough to look like a good whacking stick. <laughs> a really good <laughs> whacking stick. And my stupid... With some, with some reach so you don't got to get too close. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And my stupid, idiotic caveman head goes, that's a weapon. He doesn't have a weapon. <laughs> I win! There's no way this can possibly go wrong. I reach down, I grab, and like by the time I grab it and turn around, he has come through. He is now fully awake, fully mobile, Terminator killing machine, running out the front door, and like I rear it back in a swinging position. And by the way, I am. 
I'm a skinny 11-year-old. I'm nowhere near athletic. I am a goofy bastard at 11 with a big head. But I grab this, and for the first time in my life, I feel comfortable in a batting stance that my father tried so hard to work on for so many years fruitlessly. But this one time, I got it down. I rear this thing back, and he stops, full stops, and goes, you won't. (laughs) And I swung that as hard as I could In my memory, I smashed it across his face. When I say smashed, I mean it came apart. Looking back, I don't think I actually did that. I know for a fact I whacked the shit out of his face as hard (laughs) as I could. As hard as I could. And it felt like... I'm just picturing it from his point of view. He's now woken up with a hangover (laughs) to his brother kicking (laughs) and runs outside only to get smashed in the face with a pipe. I would shoot you. (laughs) This gets worse. (laughs) This gets worse. I put all of my might and fury into that. Hit him in the face. And dude, I swear to God, it's like something off the Terminator. His head whacks. The rest of his body doesn't move an inch, doesn't budge. And he just turns his head and goes, I'll never forget the words. He goes, you are fucking dead. And I go, I'm fucking dead. (laughs) Dude, I turn around. I run so hard. And I don't know. Maybe fear propelled me for the first time in my life to outrun this Terminator. I run out back, and so both of my brothers had, like, old Honda 450 Rancher four-wheelers, right? I didn't have one of those. I had, like, one of those, like, 80cc for, like, nine-year-old four-wheelers. Like, not quite one of them big bad boys, but a smaller one. Next, like, caveman instinct I remember getting is I can get away with them from if I get on the four-wheeler. And flee. I, <laughs> flee as far as I can. Use use transportation to go over the hill and through the orange grove and away from this madman that I've admittedly pissed off. Uh, I get on my four-wheeler miraculously, dude. Turn the key. God fight. forbid you have to suffer the actions of your own, own decisions. Yes. Uh, I don't want to face my consequences. I just want to watch cartoons. That's all this started out doing. Dude. Get on my little 80cc hunt. I don't know if it's 80cc. It was a smaller, little, tiny, cheap four-wheeler. What a manly getaway. <laughs> yes. Dude, fire it up. It starts miraculously. Hit the gas. Pull out of the barn. and like it's ask- just a little wing. Dude, I don't know. I must have... I must have hit him several times with the pipe or something. Because I got away from him for like a minute. I got away from him long enough. We had a hangover. He wasn't just going to be in full sprint. But I, I got it far enough away from him that I was able to get on the four-wheeler and turn it around. And it's like we got our house and then we got the barn in the back. And like I had to make a U-turn kind of from my house around the barn and face back towards my house. And by the time I did that, he looks like he is foaming at the mouth walking down my, like, in a little sprint towards me on the driveway. Like, hey, come here. We're gonna, I need to thing. I got, like, two options. I can either swing way right and go way around him where he could, like, never reach me and just, I don't know, get out of my driveway and go down a country road and chill for a couple of hours until all this blows over. Or I can take the risky play. <laughs> And I can drive the son of a bitch right at him. <laughs> You're 90. I'm picturing, I'm picturing like Kenny from South Park and his go-go action Bronco. Yes. It's something slightly more powerful than that. Just the smallest of gas engines. Dude, I'm feeling lucky. I gun it at him with all of those throttles and all of that two horsepower or whatever it has. 
and I hit him. And he like attempts to grab me as I like I, I think I don't know what went through his mind exactly. But I think his thing was like, I'm going to kind of step to the side and just rip him off of this and proceed to killing him. Uh, it didn't work out quite like he planned, but it didn't work out quite like I planned either. Like he kind of stepped to the side and kind of grabbed me, but I kind of used the four wheeler and ran over and crawled up the side of him while he kind of had me and kind of pulling me under the four wheeler with him. I somehow tear away and I've, I've successfully ran over half of him and so overcome with joy that this has worked. I turn around to look, you know, I'm kind of like hanging sideways off the four wheeler and I've kind of jerked the steering wheel. Well, I'm looking back and I'm like, it worked. It worked. And then I feel shearing pain all over my body and four lines like across my face across my chest and um, I have crashed into a barbed wire fence that is beside my house and the, <laughs> and the essence of him like grabbing me and pulling me down and jerking the handlebar and me getting excited I've driven like 20 feet through a ditch and crashed into a barbed wire fence the go-go action bronco continues to go like through the in between the wires if i'm being real about this like it doesn't even break any of them but my like raggedy ann ass like just gets captured in it and i remember thinking like oh my god this hurts the i can feel like the, the my shirt caught in the bob wire my pants and like my immediate reaction is like all right this hurts really bad i don't know how bad like stuff might be broken that hurts so bad but I'm slowly like starting to pull myself out of the barbed wire. And then I remember like, wait, where's Matt? <laughs> and I look and he is, is like something out of a damn horror movie. He is like slowly getting up and walking towards me. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. And I'm like trying to get myself and I'm like halfway out of the barbed wire. I think my pants are barely caught screaming. I'm just screaming like all all of my decisions are coming back on me. And I'm like trying to get away. And dude, he just jerks like I think with a swift motion, rips my pants through the barbed wire and pulls me down. I was like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. I remember thinking in my head, like, he is gonna beat the shit out of me. And he proceeded to. Yeah, I, I don't even really remember what he did, but I know he kicked my ass. And it, like, I remember, I think, my mom and dad getting on to him, and then he explained what happened, and they were like, they looked at me, they like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, I just wanted to watch cartoons. I swear, that's that's all. How are your parents not in a padded room raising you three? Divorce. <laughs> you know how, like, they like, like, they like to say in the movies, like, it's not your fault? My parents were good. Like, they said that. It's not your fault. But looking back, I'm like, I think y'all might have been lying y'all's asses off. And God bless y'all. Y'all are good folk. That's why I'm not big on marriage. Both my parents like, some of the most awesome people I ever met. And I'm like, oh, if kids can do this to you, I'm just going to take mine and try this solo and try not to wrecking ball anybody else's life. Any ladies out there want to prove me wrong that ain't that shit crazy and somewhere in my generation? He is single. Come on down. I take that back. I don't trust you. You're probably a fed if it works out too much, too good to be true. Um, yes, come come meet me at this disclosed location. <laughs> We'd lo I'd love to talk to you over dinner. I swear to God, like a country boy thing growing up, and we all thought we were so cool, but looking back, it's so cringe. It's like, hey, girl, want to go on a date? 
oh, what do you have in mind? I don't know. What about something unique like you coming out in the woods and, and like going pat, you know, in my mind, it's like, why don't you go pasture riding or something like that? But like, in the, I'm playing it back through my head as a dog. I'm like, I want to take you out where no one can hear you scream or into the woods. Where... It's like that Always Sunny episode. It's like, it's implied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take him out on the boat. But what's implied? Yeah. Well, no, is. of course we're not going to rape them. <laughs> But no. it's implied that they're out here. And, <laughs> and surprisingly, like a lot of women were like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And I'm like, cool. And then they get to meet me and I'm like, oh, obviously this ain't working. So well, I bid you adieu. <laughs> uh, have a good time. I like to talk about history and conspiracy theories. So, yeah. And now you have a podcast. So. Yeah. But hey, for th- the others that like it, that makes for fun conversation. That's one part I really dig. Um, so, yeah, that was the fight with the Hulk. Um, I... I feel like that was 100% self-inflicted. Yeah. The other and you almost got away. <laughs> with the Flash, the couple of times I fought him, it's, it's my middle brother, it's been a back and forth. But the, the one I'll talk about tonight, it wasn't it wasn't a real fight. I mean, we were boxing. But, uh, all right, so here is the genius behind us growing up. And this might explain some things about me. Uh, did you ever come to the boxing tournament at my house? No. I'm sorry. Bad friend. Uh, well, in my defense, it might have been at the time that you were a sheltered child. And what wasn't yeah, I wasn't allowed to do anything yeah. for like my uh, senior year. So uh, we got boxing gloves, and uh, we decided we'd have a boxing tournament at my house. And uh, there's quite a bit of people there. There's uh, probably about like 10 friends, like my age. My brothers had a couple of friends there, and just different people, different. No weight classes, no nothing like that. Just strap on some gloves, make a makeshift ring, and every, you know, go in there and beat the shit out of each other. Uh, here's the thing, my middle brother, Chris, the flash, like if there's something he's amazing at, stupid, amazing at it's boxing. He is, it's dumb. He shouldn't be able to move like he does. It's, it's dumb. Especially if you meet him and how he talks and how he walks, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. However, uh, me being the total intelligent Chad that I am, I think I boxed like six people that day. And then I come to later, and we filmed all this for great evidence at the time. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had several concussions by the end of the sixth one, especially because, well, Kyle. Uh, oh, you n- sleep him off. Yeah, I, I remember like at the end of it going like, guys, I am tired. <laughs> I am just, I got the sleepies. I can't explain it. And they're like, man, you ought you to. smell cake? <laughs> you ought to get in there and fight some more and liven you up. And I'm like, ah, yeah, maybe. Well, after a good couple, uh, some of them I was very proud of. I know I got knocked out once, but when I say knocked out, not like laying on the ground out, like I got hit in the head and I like blanked out for a second and then I like came to as I was hitting the ground. Uh, but yeah, that's so why you got like 10 seconds. To get yeah, up. yeah. Yeah. I was all right. But then my brother Chris gets there and he goes, uh, Hey, and you know, it's mostly my friends and, uh, they're every, everyone's got like their testosterone out or they're, you know, it's like a bunch of, I think we're all like 13 to 14. He's like 20 or something like that. And, uh, Oh, so he's like, Oh no, I, let me play. <laughs> uh, no, really? In my brother's defense, a lot of the boys there, one of them's a fussel. Yeah. One of them's, uh, yeah. uh they're, they're kind of going, I'll box you. I'll box you, Chris. I'm like, guys, <laughs> maybe I really suck at fighting, but don't, I don't think y'all want to box him. I'm like, no, we'll do it. And, and Chris goes, oh, I don't want to box any of y'all. I'll tell you what, though. I'll box my brother with one glove tied behind my back. He goes, my good hand, my right hand. I'll, I'll put my right hand tied behind my back, and I'll just box. You can use two hands. I'll just use one. Y'all, you know, y'all boys can see how I do. And I'm like, 
this is my time to shine. I mean, every time I fought him and he's had two hands, I've almost won in my stupid head. I'm like, because, you know, he totally just didn't let me get some of those, like, last punches in or something like that and just constrained me. Just didn't me. murder his brother. Yeah, pretty, pretty, <laughs> like, I, I'm like, him with one hand, I, I got to, I'm going to prove myself in front of my peers, which is the dumbest idea anybody could ever have. Uh, but, dude, he smoked me. When I, like, have you ever seen them really good boxers do the speed bag? Yeah. And they just sit there with their hand at the end of it, and they're just, like, backhanding it and forward-knuckling it and all that stuff. I was the speed bag, dude. He beat my ass six ways to Sunday. And in my defense, like, he... I got long, gangly arms, which are great for reach, but it just takes some energy to make them extend out there. And, uh... When they connect, it's great, but this little speedy Gonzalez bastard, by the time I could throw one, he'd throw six. And by the time I ate about 30 of these bastards, he's like, Josh, you want to be done yet? I think I've won. I'm like, I'm smelling a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't hear no bill yet, coach. And he proceeded to just kick my, probably taking it easy on me, but God, he's a. For the love of God, stay down. <laughs> and like for the longest time, I really did think like, man. I guess I'm just a peaceful guy that shouldn't go around fighting because I, I lose a lot of my fights. And then I fought one guy in town that did that, that changed. I was like, oh, I guess I'm good at fighting. That's Oh, I did. I witnessed that. Yeah. That was like, I'm very surprised. That's... Yeah. No, we, we like thought you were going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. One more, one more fight story after this quick break. Boom. We're back. Razzle dazzle jazz hands for the second time in a row, but this time. We actually recorded me doing it, not looking like a jackass. Uh, so, what? The Rob fight? Yeah. Okay. All right. I want to say this before, like, this is a guy that's, like, in my town, and I have a lot of respect for him now, and I think he's a good guy. But I think when you're in high school, um, sometimes there's misinformation and people can be shitheads. I haven't heard any counter information to make me look like a shithead, but here's the story. So I was, I was dating a girl, my, my girlfriend in high school, and me and her were like, we've been dating since middle school, on again, off again, and uh, one of the times we were off again, when I was about 16 years old, uh, she started dating this other guy named Rob. They date for like a year or something like that, they break up, and me and her date again, like, uh, like unsurprisingly, like what the pattern had been going. And so she comes and tells me, which I don't know how true this is looking back, but I took it as a given at the time, uh, that since she was dating me, he came up to her in the hallway and like shoved her against the locker. And now here's the thing. I was the guy in school you could talk a lot of shit to, and I really wouldn't do anything about it. Because like in my brain, growing up with two dominating people in my life, like I would do the math of like, is this worth an ass whooping? Somebody using sounds to talk to me, even if it's embarrassing? No, not worth an ass whooping. I'm used to this. I, I can lay down in insults. This really struck me because I was like, this is a different line. Like this dude, you're hitting my chick. Uh, now you're trying to think of how I quite want to say this. I'll just, I'll just go with it. So she tells me that when I'm done with football practice, the fair is that night of uh, the county fair. Uh, this is typical southern small town bullshit. All the people. It's go, all we have. It's all, it's all our entertainment was at the time, uh, and I was raising a steer, and we I go to the fair, uh, 
and she she tells me about this after football practice, and I I psych myself up. I go at the fair, and like as soon as she tells me, and I'm done with football practice, I am in like kill mode. Like I had never been outside of ch- stupidly challenging my brothers to fights, uh, as I previously mentioned. I go hunting around the fair for him. Now, I don't know if Merce had met up with me at this point or not. Me and Merce are kind of hanging out outside of school a little bit at this point when his parents will let him outside of his cave. Uh, like at the fair. That's yeah, I think the, I had to get like a signed permission slip probably. <laughs> yeah. And how you ended up. Right? Anyways, anyways. So I uh, I get done taking care of my uh, steer at the, at the life. At the Would it have been your time. senior year? I think it was my junior year. Yeah, that would be my senior year. So I was able to like do a little bit of like (laughs) I was able like you were legally eighteen and you could do things. No, I graduated at seventeen. Oh, that's right. So I couldn't even do it. I didn't even have that excuse. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, So, anyways, I go hunting down the midway looking for this this guy and his his group of friends that he's with, and they a lot of his friends were the type that always wore camo jackets to school. I don't know. Like we are pretty much everybody in our town grew up country, but I don't know. There were certain people that wore a ton of camo to school and there were just certain ones that didn't. He was with the group that did. I was friendly with all of them, but to beside that point, I got my group of friends with me, hot 16 year old hot headed walking up there. And he is at, he's right at standing right outside the Gravitron. Now he's older than me. He graduated with you, right? <clears throat> I think maybe. Either with yeah, he, had, or, he had to, have. he's at least a year or two older than me. He's a good couple of inches taller than me. He's probably got a good 20 pounds on me. He's a lean, broad-shouldered, Yeah, well, I remember jaw. from that, he was bigger than you. Yeah, he's bigger than me, and he's got like a he's got a big chin on him. Uh, man, and I go walking up to him, and I was like, I remember saying, like, I just, I psyched myself up. I see him, and I walk up, and I go, dude, what you did to my girlfriend was fucked up, and I'm going to beat your ass. And like, I'm all hyped and like psyched up, and he... Cool as a cucumber goes, that's cool. And like that like pisses me off more. And, I'm like, uh, and I got like one or two of my friends with me. One's Nick Barrera. Uh, Man, I'm not going to do it here because there's a big crowd and everything. But I want to meet you tonight and I want to beat your ass. And he goes, name the time and place. I go, behind the rodeo grounds. He goes, all right, when? I go, tonight. And he goes, okay, wh- what time? And for the third time, I go, he's just, tonight! He's just calm and collected. <laughs> but he really is like, all right, sophomore, junior, whatever, I've already graduated. Like, I'll deal with your little punk ass, I guess, like when? And I'm like, I'm going to destroy you with <laughs> might and valor of freedom and righteousness. And he's like, well, whatever. So I go, meet me behind the rodeo grounds, which are just next door to the fair. And it's all like dark, like yeah. a lot of shadows, a lot of you, you can have a good fight. Hell, you probably have a fight inside the rodeo arena if I really thought about it. And uh, he goes, sure, man, when, when you want to see me there, I go, give me 30 minutes. I'll meet you there. And I go walking back with Nick Barrera and we walk back through the livestock exhibit uh, t- towards this rodeo grounds. And that's about the time I link up I with think, Merce. I think I was either there right then, or it happened, or you called somebody. Called I don't know. That's this is that's when I the, my memory kicks in from the about, story. About this time, I think it's you, Nick Barrera, and I think Tyler Nugent was there, but he had his own truck or something like that. Yeah, I don't, and, yeah. And I walk behind the rodeo grounds, and I am like, dude, my adrenaline is. I can feel my heart beating through my eyeballs, and I'm like, I'm gonna fight, all right, I'm about to fight this dude. I'm about to tear him up. I wait there for like 15 minutes. 
after like the 30 minute mark that we were supposed to meet up. So I've been there for about like 45 minutes. I'm talking, I'm talking, and so finally, so like we all got Nextel phones that we talked about last episode. We all got Nextels where everyone's beep beeping, hey man, where's he at? Where's he at? And someone goes, uh, well, hey, he said he wouldn't meet you here, but he'd meet you at uh, Joshua Creek Cemetery to fight, which is like a cemetery outside of town. And all right, let's go. And we all load up into uh, Nick Barrera's big red Dodge 2500, and we start rolling that way. And we get we get Joshua Creek Cemetery. He's just my friends there, not his. And I'm kind of like a little like I almost like was expecting to get there and just jump out of the truck and like start a fight. But luckily, on the way to Joshua Creek, I get the bright idea. I'm like my my, my adrenaline is starting to wane a little bit. No, actually, my bad. I get to Joshua Creek. Let me re-say that. He turns out no show at Joshua Creek. And this is like an hour after I've hollered at him at the fair. And I, I was, was going to say, I didn't remember Joshua Creek is where it happened. But no. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, I thought I was getting confused. So like, I'm waiting there and like, dude, I'm, I'm starting to get tired. Cause like my adrenaline is like running out. Uh, and finally we hear over the next tell chitter chatter. He is going to the Nocatee swamp to yes. a party. Okay. He was, he was a, seemingly avoiding me or uninterested in me or whatever. Didn't think I was worth his time. So he went to knock a tea swamp. He was just yeah. trying to have a good night. <laughs> looking back, dude, I'm really going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Cause I really think I was looking at things through a certain perspective that wasn't fully accurate. I might've just come off like a dickhead. <laughs> Regardless in my head, this dude hit my chick. Looking back, I don't know how true that is, but anyways, at, hey, he's at he's at Nocatee Swamp. Let's and like by this point, I have what would you say like probably twenty of my peer, maybe not close friends, but peers kind of show up at. Oh, we're all like a little rat pack yeah. running around. <laughs> we all climb. Me, Merce, me and Merce climb in Nick Barrera's truck, and we're headed down there. And now my brothers and and my my brother. My all my adrenaline shot, it's gone going to Nocatee Swamp. Like I'm starting to think about stuff for the first time throughout all of this. And I'm like, man, this guy's older than me. This guy's bigger than me. This guy Once again, the consequences of my actions. I start thinking about things I've heard about this guy, like my girlfriend at one point saying, like, oh yeah, he's a really good boxer. Like he's qualified in some state competitions or something like that. That starts getting in my head, and I'm like, I think I'm a pretty good boxer, but I ain't never qualified for no state competition. You know, <laughs> I, I start thinking, so I go, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to like the foremost experts I know on kicking ass, and that's the people that have like kicked my ass most of my life. My brothers, my one brother's living in West Palm Beach at the time, my other brother's living in Texas at the ranch. So I think I start off uh, with calling my brother Matt who is in West Palm Beach. I go, Matt, I tell him every story I just told y'all. I'm out of energy and I'm kind of scared. And I've talked a lot of shit. <laughs> I, have I can't get out of it now. <laughs> I really, I am, I am stuck. I'm not a fighter and now all my adrenaline's gone. <laughs> but I am fully committed. Like there's no, I'm probably about to go get the shit beat out of me, but I'm going to go do it. And my, uh, my brother Matt goes like, well, it's dark, right? And I'm like, yeah, he goes, well, there's probably, there's probably going to be a fire. There's probably going to be people with their headlights on. So if there's people with their headlights on, the only like good chunk of advice I can give you is put your back to the headlights. And I go, all right. He goes, it'll be just a little harder to see you. He goes, right, just give you a little edge. All right. 
I call my brother Chris in Texas. He's like in the middle of a party. <laughs> and well, what's up, little brother? I go, I'm about to fight and I'm really scared. What can you tell me to do? And he goes, Well, I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you what I would do. And what I would do is try to let him throw the first punch. Try. And he goes, and you reacting to that, if you got if you're quick enough for it. You can, you can counter it and really take him off. Now, I ain't never been no counter puncher. I'm going to lower your head and just swing for the fences and hope it lands on something. Go, all right, all right. I'll, I'll take your advice, Brother Chris. So I get to knock it. We're on our way to Nocatee Swamp, this mud pit on the south side of town. That pit, it's kind pit, of a sketchy area, just big, sandy, swampy. You might hole. find Mormons going mudding. You might find a herald. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything in between those two things uh so i get there him and his packs there cars are pulled up lights are on a lot more of my friends are starting to show up my not uh, a lot of my peers and they're all like really i can honestly tell you i probably couldn't i don't know how to get there to this day probably Uh, i would i could i think i'd get in the ballpark area but i'd have to drive around to figure out how to get there i think it was the one and only time i ever went dude by the time i show up I am terrified. Well, we, I mean, we played some good pump-up music on the oh, way. Oh, no, dude. Yeah, that's right. Damn Nick Barrera. Damn Farva. On the way there, us riding with him, I'm like, Nick, I'm losing my adrenaline. I need some like stuff to pump me up. Do this is before ha- iPhones. This is before iPhones. This is before internet, YouTube. Or you got a that. CD. I was like, dude, you got any CDs? With, like, I don't know. You work out. You got anything with like a workout mix on it? He goes, oh, like abs. He goes, I, I got one workout rock mix. I go, oh, what you got? He goes, here it is, dude. It's the hardest stuff I got. And he puts it in. And I want to say it was... It wasn't Three Days Grace. It was a much gayer band than that because Three Days Grace actually has some hits. But it was something along those lines. It, it, it was like soft rock. It wasn't making my way downtown, walking around. It wasn't that. It was two degrees separated from that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> like this is like this is all a bad decision, like terrible decision. So I get there, uh <laughs> and we we circle up, like there's a big like a typical movie, like there's a circle of people, there's headlights. And then a guy that's on his side, who's also named Josh, comes up to me and goes, Hey, man, name's Josh. Nice to meet you. And I'm like, nice to meet you. I'm a little shady. And he goes, hey, you know what, dude? You should put these in your hand. Oh, put what in my hand? He hands me two Bic lighters. I was standing there for this conversation. I thought it was like the most brilliant thing I'd ever heard. Dude, I go, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, dude, if you put this in your hand and it makes your fist harder. It's It's like you're holding a little metal bar. And I go aren't you his friend? He goes, oh yeah, absolutely. But he talks a lot of shit and I want to see him get the shit beat out of him. And I'm like, (laughs) everyone's got a friend like that. I'm just like, all right. And as soon as he turns around and walks away, I get this thought and I'm like, man, like my adrenaline's still not there. I've tried to pick it up and Tyler Nugent saw me do this. But before the circle thing, I walked by in a truck and literally slapped myself as hard as I could in the face four or five times trying to get my adrenaline back. That's how tired I was. And uh, he thought that was a little crazy and probably was. Anyways, back to me, holding these lighters. See Rob across 10, 20 feet from me. I go, man, I'm about to get the shit beat out of me. Only it's really going to matter if I got lighters in my hand. If, if I get my ass kicked and these lighters fall out of my <laughs> You're hand. You're going to look even worse. I'm going to look even worse. So just give them a spectacle in all your natural glory. <laughs> and then my cousin 
God bless him, comes out to me and Rob Rob takes off his shirt and like, dude, he's he's pretty built. Like he's got the pecs and like a six pack, like he works out. <laughs> My cousin comes up to me and goes, Josh, he took off his shirt. You should take yours off too. And I get mine up to about my shoulders. He goes, Never mind, never mind. Keep it on. Just keep it on, dude. Keep that shirt on. You'll win. You'll be all right. And I'm like, ah, oh, my confidence. <laughs> this is even worse. On to the actual fight. I see headlights. I circle around to where my back is towards them, just like one of my brothers said, just like Matt said. And we come up. And I'm not, I'm not even like a fake pump kind of guy. Like that never goes through my head when I'm fighting. It's like, if you're going to throw a fist, make sure you throw it and at least jab or hit. Uh, but I kind of fake pumped thinking about letting him throw first. And dude, it's like the world slowed down to a crawl. I remember him rearing back and like he kind of dodged like a little bit from my fake pump, but also reared back. And as he was swinging, I was just like, Oh, I'm gonna move out of the way of this punch. And I like just kind of moved, like dodged to the left slightly, and he skint the top right of my head with a knuckle. I remember thinking the words, that hurt, but not bad. Let me try punching him in the nose. (laughs) I just like, I didn't even rear back or anything. I just kind of shot from the hip and jumped off the balls of my feet and threw a right, and I, I just never... Poor him. I've just never had a more perfect punch in my life to somebody's nose going up. He's taller than me, so I'm going up with it. And, dude, I remember, like, feeling his nose crumble and blood squirting out. And then he threw his hand, like, like his other hand that he hadn't swung with, like, he swung it downward. And, like, not even, like, his top knuckle, but, like, his middle knuckle caught my lip and busted it. I remember thinking, oh, that one hurt. Like, that just, you busted my lip open, like, ow. But then I kind of blank out a little bit because I go into kill mode. Uh, So, by the way, my brother's advice was both excellent. They both worked perfectly. Uh, Because what then, Merce, from your point of view, watching it, Oh, it was it was like the the Simpsons. He's already dead. Because no. <laughs> you just stood there, just straight up, and then just like RoboCop punched like just. There's no rhythm to your movements. It's just like methodic robot fists. I, and guys, like th- to this day, and I we thought I'll be the first to admit I thought you were gonna die. I was your friend. I was one hundred percent gonna hype you up and have your back, I, but I thought we were taking you to the hospital. I tell after. you what really pissed me off was the amount of like my friends and like don't get me wrong, it was like a sign of support, but they were like, "Dude, when he starts beating your ass, we're gonna jump on him and fuck him up." And I'm like, first of all, when he starts beating, what? <laughs> like, no, like, dude, the ye of little faith. Uh, but uh, secondly, like, dude, if he's not killing me, no, don't do that. Yeah. Like, like, don't. Don't be a bunch of fags about it. Let it be one-on-one. Jump, jump, Jumping people is so... It's bleh. dumb. It's so dumb. That's despicable. But, uh, yeah, dude, I think I, like, punched him in the face. About that, that little hit on my lip was the last time he hit me. Well, y'all shook hands afterwards. You you didn't want to. I think I spit on him. You spit uh, on your You did something, and then uh, you, we were like, no, 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 shake uh, your hands, shake uh, your hands. And, like, to this day, now, I will straight up say this. I feel bad. I feel happier talking about me getting my ass kicked than me winning a fight just because I don't, especially looking back, like this girl I was really hung up on for a while and I came to date her like later on as an adult and I was like, 
oh, she's a lot more, a lot more crazy than I thought. Like, I had a lot of stuff wrong. So looking back on this fight, I'm like, did I fight this dude for the wrong reasons? But anyways. He didn't even know who you were. Just some, there's some kids at the fair just came. <laughs> it's one of the few fights outside, outside of, like, my family I've won. Uh, but. It was a good one. I think I surprised a lot of people that day. Oh, no, like I said, I thought you were going to die. And to this day, like 99% of fights I've ever heard about are for the dumbest reasons. So I don't, to my kids listening to this in the future, try to stay the shit out of it. But if you get into it, hell, it makes a fun story. <laughs> yeah, I beat him. I, I think I hit the dude like 20 times at, at least. Uh, split him open pretty bad. And that that was bad enough. Fast forward like five years later, I'm working on land we, we don't have anymore, but I we, we used to call it out east. And I was working out there cowboying at the time. And uh, there was literally, I had to ride out on my horse away from a storm to make it to inside of a barn. And I was the only one there. And it's like flooding, it's downpouring, it's white walls. That's what we call it when you just can't even see 20, well, you, could, you can't see 40, 50 feet out through the rain. And I know we were having fertilizer spread out there by a company at that time. And the fertilizer truck comes pulling up to the barn. And I see it's light, like, the, just kind of sits there for, like, five minutes. And I see the truck open. And I see a tall, lanky dude jump out and run up through the rain and run into the barn. And it's Rob. It's the guy I fought. And I haven't seen this dude in, like, five or six years. I'm probably, like, 22 or 23 at the time. This is right around the time I'm start. I'm almost a dad. And, uh... He walks up and sees me, and I see him, and we both kind of, both like a little bit of a, what the hell's going on here, boy? <laughs> like, both a little cockeyed, both looking, and he goes, it's bad rain out there. I go, yeah, it is. And he goes, you mind if I sit here and get out of it? I'm like, I don't mind a bit. And we sat down at the picnic table and just kind of chatted. For, <laughs> and we we did not talk about that fight. <laughs> that was just, the, just never had, just not even going to go there. Hey, all right, hang on. I did forget one thing. All right. Ethan. Right. That, all right, so this was, I must have found out, I felt, like I said, I found out about that fight after football practice. I got picked up at football practice by our friend Ethan, the most awesome genius redneck I've ever known you in my life. You can't put him in a category. He's you just... can't. The, du- the dude's a freak. Uh, and anyways, his mother had a Volkswagen bug that was green and had eyelashes on the front flashlights and had daisy cutouts on the back brake lights. The reason I say all that, because Ethan was nice enough to give me a ride after football practice to where I needed to go. Like, I think on the way to the fair. And it's a convertible too. It's a so you can have the drop the top. And we I mean, made yeah. a laugh. He had to pick me up in that car, and we kind of made we you know we owned it while we did it. Like yeah, dude, we're riding in the bug or whatever. <laughs> well, dude, like while we're riding in traffic, I see Rob in traffic, and so like you start talking trash. I start staring him down like a psychopath, and it's like for a full ten seconds we're making eye contact, and he just starts breaking out laughing, I'm thinking in my head like what's so funny? And I look down at the car I'm in, I'm like. Oh my God, Ethan, get me out of here. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's leave. Let's let's leave Arcadia immediately. So yeah, Small guys, pounds. that um, that was I don't know. I didn't even intend for this to mostly be fight night, but I just wanted to stay away from current events and have some fun stuff to talk about. And that's 
some of the funnier stuff in my life I've talked about, uh, lived through was fights. Maybe the next time we do one of these, it'll be some fun drunken shenanigans we share. We'll see. We'll play it by ear and see how it goes. But everybody, uh, you know, the typical follow us on Twitter at bandit radio hour. That same goes with Instagram, Facebook, rumble, YouTube, Anywhere you get podcasts, even Spotify. Merce looking fancy with the digital cards handing them out to people like a good salesman. Um, please listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, please listen. Please share. Please subscribe. If there's a like button somewhere, even on a video like down there or something like that, yeah, do that for us. Helps out. And uh, we'll be talking to y'all real soon. Band it out.